0: Welcome to a special edition of the Luton Town Supporters Trust podcast. I'm Kev. Uh, I'm on my own. There's no James and no Tony uh, for this episode but I am joined by a special guest as I've got the town summer in Alan Campbell alongside me. Alan thanks for giving up some of your time. You've um, probably got much better things to do on a sunny Tuesday afternoon than talk to me so I really appreciate your time.
1: No, no, bother I'm happy to be here. I'm looking forward
0: to the chat. Excellent. Okay, I'm going to cover a wide range of things um, as quickly as I can because I'm well aware that you've got training again uh, later this afternoon. Um, but first of all, um, the transfer itself uh, obviously happened during the summer. But I think down this end, at least, there was rumours that you were, you know, that we were interested in you for a long while. When did you sort of first hear about the interest from us?
1: Um, probably just as the season closed up up Scotland. And started to hear with interest and, well, you know what, things happen quickly and everything was dying sorted and the season's
0: begun and I'm loving it here and settled in because now the, my girlfriend's settled as well, so I'm happy. Yeah, I was going to ask how you've um, settled in and everything. I was certainly on the pitch, which we'll come to in a minute. Um, you, you seem good. Is there more pressure on your transfer, though, because the fans sort of assisted with it in terms of raising the, you know the 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 donations that they gave back to, to raise the money for the transfer do, do you feel a little bit extra sort of uh, scrutiny or pressure on that or is that just you know it's just what it is no it is what it is I think it's that it was quite it
1: was a great thing to, to hear the fans had done that for the club I think it was, it was good when really you come down and kind of get that feel how much the fans feel about the club and how much they care about it and um, all I could do is just try and repair them by putting in good performances on the park given
0: my all being like a fan on the park it's just doing all I can to do the best of the team and to get the results that we need and you certainly seem to have done that sort of in the in the opening five games of the season uh, the one thing that has immediately jumped out as we've been watching the games is the energy levels that you that you have I mean we've been um, discussing on the um, whatsapp for this podcast whether you run on Duracell or Energizer batteries It's you, you just seem non-stop I mean, that's just part and part of the way I play. Um, I just like to be a hundred mile an hour, get up down the park. Just always been like that since I was a boy and um ever since I came into the first
1: team I've just not changed and um, I like to do the, the both sides of the game, get stuck in and I was to try and help on the ball as well. So now that's just what you going to get for me all season, no season long.
0: Other batteries are obviously available. We uh, we we should we should say. Um, so you play five championship games now. So you, you know you're settling into the division and everything. What's the immediate difference between championship football and Scottish Premier League football? Um, probably the
1: physicality and the power, the powerfulness of the players and the match speed. It um, was a lot quicker. And um, so, I think coming in, I thought I was alright at that level, but coming in had uh, to look at yourself to think right what can I do better to, to make sure I can compete week in week out and to be the best person myself and try and do as well as I can do for the team so I think probably that and then obviously the standard of the players better There's a lot of quality teams we've came up against but I think the team ourselves have done very well for the start of the, the season and I'm looking forward to the rest of it.
0: And I guess in that position that you're in partnerships is a is a huge thing, isn't it? To you know, to know when to attack, when to defend, uh, uh, as a box-to-box midfielder. So, how is it playing alongside Pelle?
1: No, it's good. He's obviously been here for a long time. It's just like the heart and soul in the place. Good energy about the place. No, it's good to, to play alongside him. And as you said, it's just building the relationships. The more we play, the more we get used to what each other sure doing. And that's just the thing about being new to a team as well. So we're all just jelling a lot on new faces, so I think and um, we starting to come together, and hopefully we can keep bonding
0: well and take it through the season. And how would you assess your personal starts for the season? I thought you were excellent against Sheffield United, um, just prior to the international break. Um, is that how you saw it? Was that your best game so far? Um, I probably I think I've been all right. Um, just had the chance to play, and hopefully that I've done well in the games. Um, I hopefully I've put the fans that I'm going to give them my all. Um into the final whistle goes
1: and um, also I think I look at my performances and I think it can be a lot better in each game, there's things I need to work on and um here's the best place to, to improve myself, the coach and staff are always talking to you, what's back in your performances, what you can do here, what you can do there to get better, so no I'm just I'm really enjoying it and I think I can get even better and better.
0: You mentioned the coaching staff there. Obviously, Nathan Jones has got a massive affinity um, with this football club. I guess that it was his sort of enthusiasm that kind of helped sell the club to you. But what has he kind of said to you in terms of what he could do for you as a player? Um, he just broke down my game when I came. Just looked at me
1: and said things he thinks that I can improve on, and things I think I'm doing well and keep the standards there. But he always just asked for the minimum, the the basics all the time. Um, which is just hard work. Just giving up You're all in the park and then obviously helps
0: with the, the technical side on the training pitch and now I'm looking forward to, to see where I can go and please help and the other coaching staff's help the season. And you've joined a pretty exciting side haven't you? I mean, all around you, I mean, you've got plenty of pace yourself but all around you there's pace and athleticism right across the pitch.
1: No, I think you can see that. Um, obviously, I think Fred's one of the quickest I've played with. He's lightning and and I think that's the thing about the Championship, everybody's powerful and strong and I think that's a good thing about our team, we've got a lot of patience to go and we can cause a lot of teams problems and I think that's shown at um, the start of the
0: season. And I guess, with that athleticism, pace, power and everything else, it gives us the uh, platform to win the ball much higher up the pitch, doesn't it? And you yourself are obviously a key man in doing that.
1: I definitely, and uh, you are in the opposition half, if you don't want to be and win the ball back and you own not third held with the full pitch to, to go and create
0: things so if you win the ball higher up then it gives you a lot more chance to, to score goals and create chances and win games Scoring goals we've not seen you do that yet but is that a part of your game that is there in the locker? I, I think that's something you work on get in the box and try and um, get numbers on my, on my game and that's something to look at and
1: something that I'll keep looking at to, to see where I can pop up more and try and get on the end of things and get that get that first ball and and then
0: kick off to up. It's a well known thing at the club that your midfield partner Pelle only scores bangers so uh, you know you need to be sort of targeting twenty five yards in, and out really to uh, to match up with him. No I'm
1: not happy with a tapper. just uh, the two yards that would do me as long as it was on the back of the net I'm happy.
0: I think mean, we we all would be wouldn't we absolutely at the start of the season then as the the team start to the season it's kind of been a checkered one, hasn't it? Um partly because of the opposition that we played. We played two of the three relegated sides, which is a pretty tough start in its own right. But how would you assess the first five games? Seven points, pretty decent total, really.
1: Yeah, it's, been a, it's been a great start. Um, also, a couple of performances when we thought we, we could do better. Um, and we looked at them, and I think it's a chance to like, analyse it and see where where either went wrong. And obviously, it came so early, so you can improve it. it. I think definitely for the last performance there, the, to get on the team, the hard work, and then, we're unfortunate not to get a result
0: in the end but for the start of the season it's been solid and I think there's a lot that we can we can improve on and there's a lot we've done well so uh, it's a decent start yeah yeah, absolutely yeah. and the home form uh, is going to be key isn't it and obviously we'll forget the Birmingham performance but the other two games Peterborough we absolutely dominated them didn't we and 3-0 probably flattered them more than it did us and we are so unlucky not to beat Sheffield United last Saturday yeah definitely I think good you for me, especially when you come to the our home stadium, the
1: fans, the the atmosphere they you create know, and I think you need to use that and your advantage against teams, you need know, to start the game as well and really fans will get behind us and we're already pushed to, to get the results and I think that's something that's gonna be key this year just try to keep keep a good um, home record and make sure we do the best to get good results here.
0: And where would you say we are, sort of, in terms of what we can do? I mean, there was eight signings, wasn't they, Brought in in the summer, yourself being one of them. That always takes a little bit of time to gel, doesn't it? And do you feel that game by game we're getting better and better in that I department? Definitely, I definitely. have a training session, you
1: see boys um, getting used to what a lot of people like to do it. I think that just comes with time, and I think we're starting decent, and I think. Um, I'm looking forward to see where we can go as a team because there'll be a bit of belly in there
0: for gel. Well, then I think people things. And the one really big thing about this squad is from a fans point of view is the competition for places within it. How are you with competition?
1: Uh parcel football, I think you need that competition, something to drive you every day. Um, it's friendly competition obviously, but I think that's that's what you need that fight in the team and for people to come in and do well and know that you can't slip up and slack your performance because of somebody behind you that wants it and wants to that place so no competitions, major for good results and
0: for good morale in the team as well to keep driving on and driving that success in the team. You mentioned um, Fred a little while ago and how, <coughs> excuse me, how quick he was. The um, Sheffield United fullback certainly found that out, didn't he? When he gave him twenty yards on a forty-yard pass or whatever and beat him by ten. Is it easy with that much pace in the side to just you know get the ball and just let those people go, or you know do you have to sort of work even harder to get them in the right positions?
1: Um, no, I think it's if you just, as again, it comes to relationships, once you know with Fred Leitch, game the ball, let him express himself, he's got the pace and it gives you that, that option to play a bit longer as well, you know, and he can get in behind and use that pace to stretch teams and um, he'd be a nightmare to play against because he can go behind you and he could face you up one day one and beat you so, and you know, it's, it's great to have him on the team, hopefully we can keep him fit and um, carry on scoring and assisting
0: yeah yeah definitely um yeah. that that would be good um the the relationship in that midfield there's three of you in that midfield isn't there usually and uh, last saturday gabe bosho um i think from a fan's point of view surprisingly played there because we'd only seen him at centre half prior to that but he had a great game in behind you does he sit in behind you do they give you the freedom to get even further up the pitch
1: yeah definitely knowing that you've got there since the last game it was game you know you've got that security there it gives you a license to go and press higher go and get in the box trying and score goals and you always know you've got that cover behind you when you go forward so i really think it gives you see some sort of security there. when you're, you're attacking you know, he's there it he brings things up and keep the play ticking so not it's good to have that in there.
0: and the one thing that uh players always tell me whenever I speak to them on this podcast is the atmosphere in the changing room is different class. How have you found the atmosphere in the dressing room?
1: it's good. Um I'm I'm quite serious in the dressing room if I'm quite quiet, I like to stay focused, but no, it's a good atmosphere, a lot of boys play the music and that and get fired up, ready to go. But I think it's just a good atmosphere because all want to do well, all to we win the game, so um you're all ready to go for that that that's that what you go
0: and try and put in good performances get a good to make the fans happy. You're the polar opposite to Peli in that regard then by all accounts.
1: Definitely. He's lively for the game, I'm pretty quiet and focused and uh, it's not with that obviously
0: people like to do things differently but no, it's good. uh, Another thing that I wanted to talk to you about is uh, international recognition. Uh, I noticed that you're the third highest cap winner for Scotland under-21s, but yet to actually be capped by the full team. I have tried to get hold of Steve Clark to find out why you're talking to me and not playing tonight, but he hasn't returned my calls, unfortunately. But I guess the platform that you're on now in the Championship uh, can give you sort of the foundation to spring towards even greater honours with Scotland. I, w- I watched Scotland in the Euros, obviously, and no disrespect to them, but their midfield didn't seem too crash hot. So there must be opportunities there for you. Definitely. I think I've always said that my main focus is doing well at club level so make sure I do
1: well at one town and try to put in good performances here and anything else is a bonus but obviously as a player you want, I've tasted a wee bit better on football at 21's level so the next step is to get to that main squad and that's definitely an ambition of mine but I know if I keep doing well here and putting in good performances and,
0: then that'll come um, and when it does come it'll be buzzing but just need to keep working hard keep my feet on the ground and will come when it comes. Thankfully, for relationships on this podcast, uh, England and Scotland drew at the Euros, but I'm sure you watched uh, an awful lot of the Scotland games. How did you assess their performances? Uh, I really all right. I think I was just good for them to qualify for a major tournament. It's been the first time since I was born that they were, they were in it, so I was a
1: good buzz about the place. Obviously, I was back home in the summertime, so um, was good to watch the games with family and that. And you'd like to see them do a bit better, but. Hopefully they can qualify for more, and hopefully I can I can get in amongst them, and
0: be playing, playing in them as well. So, no, I think we're all right. What an improvement. Sluga's not giving you too much grief that it was Croatia that knocked Scotland out. Nah, he's not saying
1: anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good man, good man. Um, yeah, I mean, with the World Cup sort of next year, I guess you've got the time throughout the course of this season and the early part of next season to force your way in into that Scotland side. And actually, they're on the edge of, you know, maybe getting into a sort of playoff for the World Cup. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility that in eighteen months time you or what what is it, fifteen months time you could be representing your country in a World Cup.
1: I definitely I think you can set yourself many targets but as I said, if I do well here then and um, get myself into the Stephen Clark's eye and that's what you could do really if you play well then just make sure you're in his eye and you know you're there performing and if he gives you the chance then I'll be ready.
0: Yeah, I wish you well uh, with that, even as an Englishman, I wish you uh, wish you, wish you very well with that. Um, another thing you've mentioned earlier in this podcast, fans, they're back in stadiums now, aren't they? Um, first of all, how did you find no fans in stadiums last season? I hated it.
1: I hated it. Um, it's the same. That was about going in front of the fans. I mean, a boy, you do with that, scoring goals and selling, and... Even just winning a tackle on you on the cheer of the fans and just getting behind you. And I think last year, I in all, all the leagues, um, everybody's seen the effects of you not know, having the fans there. It, was just, it wasn't just was the same, you know, the intensity and just that real passion. But I think this year it's been brilliant having the, the full capacity, and hearing the crowd travelling all about the country. Um, there's a good number up at Barnsley and that's a long trip and I'm sure there'll be a good number on Saturday up at Blackburn. And, um, just make just gives you that extra buzz about the about the game and you know, I I loved it and
0: hopefully it stays last night don't need to be in the stadiums and we can look forward and enjoy the football. The Kenilworth Road atmosphere is very special, isn't it? How have you found that in the sort of three home games that you've played, particularly that first one against Peterborough? I, I love it. I love the, the atmosphere, it
1: drives me as a player. I'm kinda a player that's at to, to use that energy and, trying to put up a performance and I think even when you score the goals, the celebrations and that, it just gives the team a, a real boost and it's an extra man at the end of the day and it helps you get over the line as well so no, I've loved it and I'm looking forward to, to getting back in there and again.
0: The place comes alive under floodlights, you've not actually um, had the experience of that yet but obviously Coventry uh, later in the month, you'll, you'll get that, it's it just it's. Magical, it really is, and you know, it'll, it'll inspire you guys to uh, to great things on the pitch, I'm sure. Uh, the game's coming up. You mentioned Blackburn on Saturday. We've actually got a couple of away games first, haven't we? Before uh, Swansea at home and then Bournemouth away. It's, it's kind of a period now where, um, having started the season really well, I'm guessing we're looking to sort of kick on and uh, well increase our points, Tally. Oh, definitely. I think
1: the main thing is you take each game as a goal, so focus, really, on Saturday trying as we said the manager always emphasizes that if we do the basics well it gives you that platform to go and express yourself and that's when the likes of us being a bit Fred and Elijah and that can go and play football and score goals and create things so if we do the basics then and, and that gives the platform to do well and kick on so
0: hopefully in Saturday we can get a good result and it leads us in well for the, the next block of games. And what's a, uh, what would be a great season for us this season? I mean, we finished 12th last year and that was considered a fantastic achievement because the season before we only escaped relegation on the final day of the season. I guess every football club wants improvement, but you know, would playoffs be beyond recognition perhaps or, or do you think that that's an achievable aim? I think
1: you need to always stay your, your sights high. You need to look for, the, for that goal and Obviously, the main thing is staying in the league and trying to better last year's um, position. But obviously, you always have that end goal and the end goal is obviously the playoffs. And try to take that next step as a club. But the most important thing is we're trying to stay in the league and better last year's position, and then see what we go for there.
0: I mean, were we to um, make the playoffs, that would be. Absolutely incredible. There's some big clubs in this division, though, aren't there? Have you seen anything from the division that kind of scares you? I mean, we've played two or the three that have been relegated. I know Fulham are top, so yeah, potentially the best of the lot. But those two in particular, was there anything there that scared you? No, not at all. I think we're okay, capable enough to, to go to these places and get results. I think um, the chances of creating the games it shows
1: that. I think that's obviously the start of the season. I think the more it gets said, Really out together as a team as well, and even bit performances. But I don't
0: think we'll fear anybody. We know how good we are, and if we do, but we can in the game, then we'll get the results that we need. Yeah, I mean that, that, that's that's good to hear. The um, the Sheffield United game in particular, I thought we were we were excellent in that game um, as a team, really. And had we have won the game, I don't think they could have had any complaints at all, could they? I know I know their manager's been going on about signings and all this, that, and the other, but uh, I thought you thoroughly deserved to win. It just it just wouldn't go in the back of the net, would it?
1: No, I know that happens in football sometimes um, you know, all the good stuff but you just kind of get that end product but I think off the back of the last game coming into that was important that we gave, did the basics well and gave the fans up to cheer, cheer behind and we didn't, um, we didn't see the goal and it was a point gained rather than um three loss or a point loss so you need to take the positives in that and there was a lot of positives for that game for us to go forward and push on for a Saturday.
0: And we've obviously had the international break now, which I think Nathan said was coming at the right time so you could get a few more bodies back in the park, has there been a few extra um, bodies back in training this week?
1: I think boys are coming back and getting on the training park and starting to get involved and hopefully pushing towards playing, so that's always good to have that more extra competition as well, as you said, it drives everything and um, brings the standard of the training up because people have got that competition now and want to be playing. No, I really wish the of place and hopefully the boys get back in and get
0: back playing. Based on what we've seen from the first five games, the competition's going to have to be pretty good to get you out of the side because uh, you look absolutely superb in the centre of the park and I'm sure uh, there's even more improvement to come from you as well and I'm really looking forward to watching that up and down the country. Thank you for your time this afternoon. I really appreciate that. I wish you all the best for the games coming up and for the rest of the season and as I say we all look forward to Watching you, cheering you, and um, cheering you on to great things.
1: No cheers, mate. It was a pleasure to speak to you, and um, what we see you on at the games in the, the near future.